Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio and you listeners are in for a treat. Today on the show, we have Brittany Driscoll with Squeeze. Welcome, Brittany. Hi, Lee. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you. Tell us about Squeeze. Sure. So Squeeze is a new massage concept from the founders of Dry Bar. For those who don't know Dry Bar, it is a blowout bar where women go in and get their hair washed and styled. There's over 150 locations around the country now. I helped uh, run marketing for that brand for four years, taking the company from 30 million to over 100 million. And I partnered with the founders to launch Squeeze. And so really how we view ourselves within the overarching massage landscape is uh, right in the middle. On one end, we feel like the low-end discount chains, which made massage accessible to the masses, lack a lot from a consumer experience standpoint, although they're very affordable. And then on the flip side, there's the high-end hotels and spas, which have a lovely, luxurious, sophisticated experience, but are often unattainable from both a time and financial standpoint for people. So what we've tried to do is bring in that luxurious, sophisticated feel, but at an affordable price point. So we like to say we sit in the affordable luxury category. And in addition to that, the biggest differentiation of our business, and I would argue not just within the massage industry, but within the retail services industry, is the fact that we've built out an end-to-end technology platform that enables our guests to do everything from book their appointments, set all their personalized massage preferences through the app or online, all the way through to like Uber and Postmates, rating, tipping, and reviewing after their massage. So there's no actual transactions that take place in our location at all. We like to say our guests get to walk in and float out, uh, get to stay in that relaxed state of mind, um, no clunky checkout lines or awkward tipping exchanges. And then the one other thing, uh, just to carry through that idea of convenience and personalization, when our guests get into our space itself, they can adjust lighting within their room. We have six different music pl- playlists that people can choose from, anything from a traditional Zen massage playlist to piano to reggae. We even have seasonal playlists for holiday. And then we've also added a ready button to the table. So you as the guest, let the therapist know when you're ready for them to re-enter the room after you've gotten undressed and on the table. So really, we've just tried to eliminate a lot of the clunky experiences that exist today and just make it um, much better. Now, as part of the clunkiness is the ability to make this a regular part of my routine rather than a special occasion. Like, are there things in place that encourage kind of regular, uh, massages? Absolutely. We have a membership program and in fact, uh, 50% of our revenue comes from memberships. And that was just within the first year alone. We launched in March of 2019. So we were open for 11 months before the world had different plans for us. Uh, But in any case, our membership program is twofold. There's a 50 minute and an 80 minute option that guests can choose from. Uh, And yes, it's a very popular one because uh, most people know that the benefit of massage comes from, you know, a regular routine. So the majority of our guests are coming uh, at least once a month. 
Now, um, do you mind if uh, I pick your brain a little bit, your marketing brain? We have a lot of listeners that are part of emerging franchises, and you've done an amazing job in kind of taking a franchise at, at one level and taking them to a much higher level. Any advice for those emerging franchisors out there that are trying to do the same thing? Are there some do's and don'ts you've learned over the years in order to kind of get that escape velocity? When I was at Drybar running marketing, I used to say that I was trying to work myself out of a job. And what I mean by that is I believe that the strongest marketing tactic is a great experience. And what a great experience results in is organic word of mouth and people loving your brand so much that they can't help but tell their friends. So I would say first and foremost, you know, your energy and focus should be around creating an amazing brand, a beautiful brand that people, um, you know, can feel emotionally connected to. So there needs to be a really strong point of view on the tone of voice and the look and feel. It should be consistent across all channels. And then the experience should be thoughtful. One of our values at Squeeze, which we call the feels, since we're obviously a a feel-good brand and experience, um, is little things are big things. And so, you know, we place a lot of emphasis in just ensuring that every aspect of the consumer experience is um, whimsical and there's surprise and delight moments throughout it, Uh, which again, it's, I always like to say that those little things, if they didn't exist, people wouldn't know that they weren't there, but because they are, again, it just resonates with people on a different level and it becomes memorable and something that um, stands out. So I would say first and foremost, to really focus on the brand and the experience. And then in terms of really scaling, you know, the most important thing, especially um, in franchising, but really in retail across the board is Uh, strong systems and documentation for training and your operational protocols. You know, we always had the goal at dry bar and similar with squeeze like Starbucks lattes, you know, taste the same in San Francisco as they do in new Orleans. You want to make sure that um, the experience is consistent across the board. And that just comes from, you know, really strong um, communication platforms and, um, you know, training systems that ensure people can adhere to them no matter where they are. Now, how do you recommend uh, the training of the employees? I know that obviously as a franchisor, those aren't your employees, but you're probably helping them identify who would make a good employee and, and maybe giving them the playbook to, how, you know, kind of get the most out of their employee. So can you talk about how, in the, especially in this kind of economic place we're in regarding employees, how do you identify kind of good candidates and how do you kind of get them to deliver on that value proposition when it's, you know, everybody kind of is doing their own thing their own way and and it's hard to really have that much control. Your business is so human on human. It's not like making a latte. Um, they're like the whole process is, is touching someone. So, how do you get that kind of, um, you know, true replicable uh, experience? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to your original point, it it does come down to having a playbook for each aspect of the recruiting and hiring and onboarding and training process, which we do. And, you know, we document everything down to 
we've got a cultural interview first and foremost, where we really try and get to know who people are, not just evaluate their skill set and their experience, but ensure that they're aligning with our company values and they have the same perspective on the quality of a customer service experience. Um, so we we definitely document all of that and make it a very um, you know important aspect of the 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 franchisees training so that again we've got that quality because to your point we really are just selling people's time and then you know i think as it relates just to the landscape in general from a hiring standpoint what we've placed a lot of focus and value on in our company is our culture and i know that's a, an overused buzzword but we really have incorporated our values and what we stand for as a company into all aspects of our daily operations and how the team communicates with each other. And really what that does for the team is it makes everyone feel unified, number one, and number two, a part of something bigger than just themselves. You know, we have a vision at Squeeze to transform communities for good. And we're doing that through the thoughtfulness in our experience not just in how we're giving massage, but how we're greeting guests. You know, if we know someone's having a hard day, the team will go above and beyond to ensure that person's experience is, is wonderful. Um, in addition to, we've partnered with a philanthropic company called Canine Companions, and they're the largest provider of service dogs to people, adults, children, and veterans with disabilities. And for every membership that we sell, we're helping to provide a day of canine support to a person with a disability. And, you know, ultimately what that does is it it makes both the guest and the team feel like not only are they you know, making people feel good and or getting a feel good experience, but they're also doing good. And so I think that if you can position your business and your brand as something that is purpose or purpose or mission driven, something bigger than just what you're offering day to day, people want to be a part of that. By helping them kind of uh, focus on a bigger why, uh, like a truer North Star, rather than just doing a massage or making a latte, like you were saying. Exactly. Now, when it comes to um, to back to the hiring, it, I, I interviewed somebody in this regard, and they work for a very large uh, franchise. They're a franchisor of a large um, fast food or QSR, and they said they only hire people who naturally smile. And mm. they said that it's easier to train a person that naturally smiles to be kind of that personable person rather than teach a non-smiler person to smile. Yeah. Um, do you have any kind of little tips and tricks that you use when you identify like is the certain red flags for you like to see a behavior or something that stands out for you when you're trying to find a good team member? Yeah, I, I love that. And I couldn't agree more. You know, I think soft skills in our business is so imperative. You know, you can you can teach the the tactical things, but, you know, someone's demeanor and just their general desire to create a feel good experience has to come from, you know, within them and, and who they ultimately are. So couldn't agree more with that. I, you know, I would say our approach is to, to that notion is baked into our cultural interview process. So we really do have a two-step process. We don't evaluate anyone on their skill set until their second interview. The first interview has nine questions where, again, we're really digging into who they are, what's motivating them, um, you know, not only understanding their experience, but um, understanding how, you know, they've treated customers in the past. We, you know, have 
role play scenarios that we ask people about. And it is very apparent very quickly, people's natural inclination to providing a feel good experience and wanting to do so, or, you know, feeling that it's forced. So I would definitely say that that comes um, to light very quickly. And then we also have one of my favorite questions that we ask people is if you could see one thing changed in the world within your lifetime, what would it be and why? And, you know, that's obviously a very big question, but it really does just get to who you are on a, on a human level. And oftentimes, you know, people will talk about personal experiences or, you know, things that again, motivate how they show up in the world. Uh, so yeah, so I, you know, I couldn't agree more with that notion. And, you know, I think we've, we've got a unique way in how we try and get to the core of who people are through some of those initial questions. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about your ideal franchisee. Um, is that person somebody who has a complimentary business and they're adding this to our portfolio? You're seeing a lot, a lot more kind of franchisees building portfolios of complimentary brands, um, you know, targeting a similar uh, customer. And that way they can kind of get more bang for their marketing buck when it comes in terms of marketing to somebody. Are you seeing that or is it that kind of the classic, you know, second act person that just got laid off or is looking for something in retirement to generate revenue? Yeah, we're definitely, it's a mix of both, but I think what's exciting for me, you know, Squeeze is my first true entrepreneurial venture, even though I had the great fortune of being with Drybar through their rocket ship years and prior to that worked with great brands. Um, we really, you know, love the idea of giving small business owners and or, you know, new entrepreneurs the chance to bring, a, you know, this special experience to their community. So we definitely are speaking with a lot of people who this is their second act, you know, they're corporate refugee, or they're just really looking for something that they can take, you know, the, their own future into their own hands type of thing, but definitely open to the larger players, as you were mentioning, you know, people who own fitness concepts or like-minded businesses that uh, can be very complimentary for sure. So a mix of both. I mean, for us, it really does come down to someone's desire to build a people-centric business. Uh, we really, when we started Squeeze, you know, the insight, not just on the consumer side, which I was mentioning earlier, but the insight in terms of our ability to scale can, comes down to the employer brand piece of the business and really how we're treating our people. I always like to say we're not in the service industry, we're in the people industry. So um, that's really what we're looking for first and foremost in our operating partners, which which is what we call our franchisees. Um, you know, and whether their experience comes from franchising or the business world, it uh, doesn't matter as much as their inclination to wanting to create a great experience in their community for both guests and their team. Now, you have an interesting history in this in that you started pre-pandemic, then you had to deal with the pandemic. And now hopefully as we are leaving the pandemic, did anything happen during that kind of pause that had you... Um, you know, stumble upon something new that you had to address because of it that's going to kind of have legs after? Yeah, interesting is one way to put it, that's for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I think what's exciting being on the other side of it now, you know, certainly it was uh, challenging in many ways, having to kind of put the business on hold. As I mentioned, we launched in March of 2019. So we were open for 11 months and being in Studio City in Los Angeles, you know, we were closed pretty much the entire year. Um, there was a lot of opportunity that we had during that time to 
you know, cross our T's and dot our I's on the documentation side of things. Again, just going back to systems being so important as you scale. So there's always a silver lining and I'm grateful for that. But I would say that I'm more excited and more bullish about our potential now than I was even pre-pandemic because, um, you know, if history is any indication post recession or, you know, something like this franchising grows, the massage industry actually grows in terms of the number of therapists entering the market, wanting to become massage therapists, which, uh, you know, again, is, is the biggest win in this business. And then also, you know, there's so many stats out there, which I'm sure you've seen. And a lot of your listeners have as well, which is something like 80% of Americans are focusing more on their self-care post pandemic. So I actually think we're positioned you know, being in the right place at the right time to scale this business. Now, did you have that kind of forward thinking, uh, the financial element of the payment and things like that all happening on the app? Was that pre-pandemic, did that happen? Or was that something that during the pandemic, you're like, hey, we can make this whole thing just live on the app. Why don't we do that? And we have this time now to kind of really build that out in a transformative manner. No, that was our that was our go to market concept. I mean, that's exactly how we built the business. So certainly we are very well positioned on that point alone post pandemic. But our insight really there was, again, just the clunkiness that existed within the current space of having to call multiple locations or not being able to read a therapist bio or other guests ratings and reviews. You know, the great thing about our app is at the touch of a button, you can sign up for a membership. So there's no sales team or paperwork. There's, again, it's just, you know, we really tried to hone in on every aspect of what the experience was prior to squeeze and just, you know, really drill down to make, you know, every interaction as seamless and convenient and personalized as possible. Now, um, are, are there certain territories that you're kind of looking for growth in uh, in the coming year, or is it just kind of a free-for-all in, in America and beyond? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say there's certain markets that we would love to be in, and you know, I'm sure, no surprise, places like Dallas and Atlanta and Charlotte and New York and Chicago. Um, we've got franchisees that are currently looking for a location in Scottsdale. We would love to continue to expand in California, Denver. Um, but ultimately, again, you know, I think that our potential is between 300 and 500 units over the next three to five years. That's what we're uh, targeting in terms of scale. And the real, uh, the real thing that we're looking for, particularly in our first 20 franchisees is again that commitment to the feel good experience really trying to differentiate the employer brand side of things first and foremost so it's going to come down to the people over the location for us good stuff well congratulations on all the success Brittany this must be such a fun ride for you uh, to you know kind of run your own show now and take all that you've learned and put it into this uh, new venture congratulations Thank you so much. It is. It's a very exciting place to be. I appreciate you giving me the chance to share more about it. And if somebody wants to learn more about the opportunity or just, you know, book a massage, maybe in a local market, what what's the coordinates? Absolutely. Squeezemassage.com slash franchising is where you can learn about franchising. We've got a great uh, app on the iPhone. It's just Squeeze Massage. And then you can also follow us on Instagram at Squeeze. Good stuff. Well, thank you again for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thanks, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.